Welcome to Interview Extras and Behind the Scenes of Balancing Cultures. I like to have fun with my guests, which means we warm up with a little bit of chit-chat, sometimes take a quick break in the middle, go off on conversational detours, and we check in after the official questions are over. I've saved clips from four recent interviews to share with you. From episode 50, Clarity with Kelty, episode 51, Lakshmi's Mooch with Shelley, episode 56, An American in Finland with Jade, and episode 57, Parenting Non-Binary with Callie. But as I said, these are the extras. So the topics are changing our names, book title inspiration, Finnish education, the Afghan airlift, and living in Germany. Check out the show notes on balancingcultures.com. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter for bonus content. And if you like what you hear, leave me a tip through Buy Me a Coffee. Link on the website. But let's go ahead and start the conversations. I'm Megan Kitchen, and this is Balancing Cultures. In this first clip, we hear from Kelty. Kelty joined me for my 50th episode to talk about clarity, entrepreneurship, where we've been and where we hope to go. In the middle of the conversation, we took a little detour to talk about marrying Europeans and whether we chose to change our last names. Tangents include kids, umlauts, and Google Maps. Roll the clip. And your business is called? It's just called my name. It's, so it's, you know, Kelty McGuire Clarity Coaching. I think my legal business name is just my name. Um, but yeah, it's, I, I mean, if you search me, for example, KeltyMcGuire.com, or if you find me on social, it's just, just my name. Just your name, Kelty McGuire. Yeah. It's a great name. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I told my husband when we married, there was no way I was going to be changing and I'm very sorry. <laughs> oh my goodness. If we could do a small little detour. Yeah. It's so hard. Sometimes I'm a kitchen. Kitchen mm-hmm. is a part of me. Yeah. And I was like, the, I have to hold on to that a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I was fixed on the name for a few different reasons. Like the name itself aside, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty, um, yeah, I, I'm like very liberal in terms of that notion of like, well, why, why should I change my name? And why should I change it to your name? Uh, yeah. <laughs> we, we joked about actually, so his, his name, his last name is Hefele, which is, a, you know, we, I often get a, oh, yeah, no, I can see why you wouldn't change it. German name, of course. But um, we have a, a sort of a joke amongst ourselves and friends that we are the Megfiles because I'm Maguire and he's Hefele. And so we've had a few jokes about like, you know, wouldn't it be funny if we actually legally changed our names? our name and, and we became the Magfiles. I like it. I I like mean, you it could too. at least like maybe start some yeah. type of business under that name. I, it sounds professional. Well, and the, so funny enough, we, we call our, our place Casa Magfile. And we've, <laughs> we've sent out invitations for a couple of parties where we say, you know, the parties at Casa Magfile. And I guess people who are, are, who are newer to our either circle or our joke, I've had a couple of responses where people are like, yeah, this sounds cool. So I actually Googled Casa Megfile. I'm not really sure where this party is going to be. <laughs> you need to make an official Google location then. So that, yeah, yeah. But then idea. everyone listening is going to search you. Yeah, so then, well, you know. well, maybe we'll do that in a few months' yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah, for me, we'll just do like a few more minutes on this little detour, which will probably all get cut or put into a bonus episode. Yeah. For me, and I know this is not a part of your decision-making, it was about the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think that's, it brings a different factor. in when you're talking about names and who you are, and also that was a part of my clarity 
I know when I was working with you was the fact that my kids were a part of all of my decision making. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, that changes things when I'm like, oh, we're going to be traveling internationally. Yeah, 100%. And, yeah. and like, oh, do I want to deal with different names on passports and having to convince them they're these are my children. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, you know, um, listeners outside of Germany may not know this, but it's actually, it's, it's quite a thing here in Germany that if you do have a different name from your child, like it can cause a whole host of issues, whole which issues. I don't think is the same in North America. Um, it's, it's really like, there's a lot you need to do to show that, yes, this is my child. And yes, my, my partner, which, you know, there's that assumption that you have a partner that yeah. has the same name as the child that they've given me permission and stuff. So I think it would be a different story if we had kids for sure. And I, you know, I always, from the beginning, I said, you know, if we do have kids, like they can totally be Hefeles. And if, if, um, I'm butchering his name right now. If, uh, <laughs> if they misbehave, I'm just going to say, I'm McGuire. I don't know who these little Hefeles kids are. <laughs> yeah. Future episode idea. Sorry, I'm like, you should do one on names and like the culture. Oh, I need of, like, to. Yeah, you should. Yeah. I need to. Yeah, yeah. And then my husband, when we were deciding, and I knew from the beginning, like, I want the same last name as my kids, especially for kind of the logistical reasons. And my husband's from Finland and they're quite feminist, in my opinion, yeah. up in Finland. And he's like, that decision is up to you. I do not want to be the one that said you have, you know, I would never say you have to change your last yeah. name. And even, years now every time I'm like oh kitchen I'm all, I'll always be a kitchen even though I legally changed my last name yeah which I which I barely use like I still use kitchen here yeah he always stands up he's like I didn't make her do it I Aww, didn't make her do bless it him. <laughs> that's sweet yeah. yeah yeah I told Chris the other day I said as we we talked for years and years about whether we you know we didn't really plan to get married it was a we call it a, a marriage of, of convenience <laughs> it was <laughs> It, it was it was great for logistical purposes here in Germany. But um, yeah. I said to him the other day, I said, remember how I told you that I would only marry if you said it was fine to keep my last name? He's like, I never said that. I said, no, no, I gave you an ultimatum. Like I said, we're not marrying if I have to become a hayfile. Like hard no. Hard no. <laughs> oh, I hope his family doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I think families, when there's cross-cultural marriages, they understand these things. Yeah. You know, my husband luckily has one of those Finnish last names that's very easy to look at and you can kind of sound it out. Where like my sister-in-law has two umlauts in her last mm. name. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my goodness, if I would have had to adopt that last name, yeah. I don't know. How do yeah. you fill in a form? Yeah. And Hefele is an umlaut uh, as well. Yeah. Of course, you can anglicize it, which he did in Canada. But yeah, it becomes complicated. Yeah. All right, and then we'll have a musical interlude. Doodaloo, doodaloo, doodaloo. Next, we hear from Shelley. Shelley is the author of Lakshmi's Mooch, a children's book about a young South Asian girl with a diverse cast of characters who becomes aware of her mustache. After our official questions for episode 51 were done, I checked in with Shelley about her answer for the inspiration of the main character's name, and the book title. Let's hear her thoughts. That's the end. <laughs> we made it. We did it. <laughs> How do you feel? Shake it out. Shake it out. Yeah, that was great. I really enjoyed speaking with you and I really yeah. appreciated your questions. They were great. Oh, thank you. And seriously, no one's asked you where the title came from? That's a shocker to me. Maybe one or two people. Yeah. But I, this was the first time I, I really was like, well, why did I pick Lakshmi? And I remember, I think it was honestly Lakshmi Singh. And 
She's actually, her family's, I think, from Guyana or Trinidad, which has like a, a huge South Asian diaspora. And she pronounces it Lakshmi Singh. Mm. And people get upset with her. And she's like, that's how we pronounce it in Guyana. And I think- She's like, that's my name. <laughs> that's my name. And so I think like for me, like the X was like writing it with the X was also a nod to like the different ways the name can be spelled and pronounced. Um yeah, I just really I love the name Lakshmi. Yeah, it's great. And I like especially in a world of publishing where some editors and publishers are afraid to put something other than a white face and a Anglo-Saxon name on a cover. It was like, well, let me do the boat. Let me do both. Let me put <laughs> a brown girl on the cover with a name that maybe some people are uncomfortable saying out loud. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go for it. And I love that you just went for it. And with a topic, I think we'll be confronting in a very good way for a lot of people. Yeah. You know, a teacher emailed me that this girl, a Latina girl in her class was being made fun of about her mustache and that she Googled resources and my book popped up and they had like a really wonderful conversation in the class. And I just was like, getting teary-eyed thinking about that. And, and so many people say to me like, oh, Shelly, I wish I had, the, or I wish I had this book when I was growing up. And I'm like, me too. That's why I wrote it. <laughs> and that's our, that's our goal, right? We want to make, every generation should try to make it better for the next generation. And Absolutely. You, you're doing it. Yes, we all are. We all are, I think, in our own ways. Yeah. Your legacy is out there though. It's in print. It's in color. Oh, well, thank you so much, Megan. Next up is Jade from episode 56, An American in Finland. Jade and I got chatting about all things she loves about Finland and how they differ from her home country of the USA. She loves her new life in Lahti, Finland, with her Finnish husband and the Finnish culture. From education to physical activity. Let's hear her thoughts about her Nordic experience. Yeah, because also even in high school, and it might be the same in Germany also, but like when you are about to go to high school, you can pick whether you study for college in high school or you pick like a trade. Like if you want to be a hairstylist, you can go ahead and start in high school because you're interested. Why not? Like you don't have to do the same route that everyone does because someone else told you to and also something interesting is like the group fitness things here like in the newspaper they'll have all the groups like whether it's like a stair running for like 50 50 year olds and older or like jazz club like they have all these things in the newspaper for you to join and I'm like oh that's so cool and maybe technically they probably could have had that in the U.S. too and I didn't notice but I think that's cool like yeah Well, the example you just gave, which is like 50-year-olds running upstairs, I think that is something that I find interesting, like in Finland and in Germany, since I've got a perspective on those two places, Mm -hmm. is like you you don't really get old here. Yeah. Like you can ride a bike into your 90s. You can go cross-country skiing your Mm -hmm. whole life. There's no like, oh, that's the card I've been dealt. I'm too old for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I've noticed that too, and so in awe about that when I see grannies on their walker 
going to the store and coming out with grocery bag on their walker, walking yeah. home. Like they're so independent and like they have their sisu. They're they trying do. like their grit. Yeah, like, it's just like that's like the best natural. translation I can get for sisu is grit, but it's yeah. like more than grit. It's yes, like determination and willpower yes. and yeah. Yes, They've but I think it. that's the uh, maybe the part of happiness too is like a little bit of determination and just everyday life. Yeah, I'm willing mm. to make it work. Yeah, yeah. There's so mm-hmm. many things that I appreciate about Finnish culture and just like I've changed like. I just have grown more comfortable and confident. And even my mom, when she was here for three weeks, uh, she felt like she was able to take stuff home too from the lifestyle. And it was amazing that she got to be here for that amount of time. And lastly, we hear a few clips from Callie. Her main episode is about her experience as the parent of a non-binary kiddo and the positive impact of feminism in her life. But these extras are about a few other topics, about her experience living in Germany, and specifically her experience living near the Rammstein Air Force Base, the American Air Force Base, and what life was like for her during the largest airlift in U.S. history. Of course, she has opinions about the politics, but her part in supporting this airlift is about being human and the impact of kindness. Let's hear more about that. It's also really nice because I think there's a lot of misconceptions or misinformation about like American military and everything that's going on, like America in the international setting. And you're this like bright light of, can we just be human with each other for a minute? You're not there for the politics. You're there to help little babies. And it's so refreshing. Now, listen, I have feelings about the politics. And those of course come you out- do. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> those come out on Instagram. And I try to do all of that graciously. But in this moment, even, you know, frustrations with the way this all has happened, with things on the base, you know, n- working with the military just means that there are they, they can't just approve things. There's a whole contract, right? But at the end of the day... There are people who, there are babies who need food and formula and bottles and diapers. And there are mamas who just had a baby on an airplane as it flew. I can't even, I, I think every, I think every mother responded to my thing. and was like, oh my gosh, there was a mom who had a C-section 12 days before they evacuated. So I've had two C-sections. Oh. And when you posted about the woman who evacuated and thinking about those pictures from the Kabul airport. And considering a woman who's not even two weeks post-op from a C-section trying to shuffle around, carrying a baby, potentially Mm -hmm. carrying bags and things, trying to get on and off the airplanes in crap. I'm just like, no. I know. I know. I I know that there is still chaos here as much as we're trying to do with that many people there are chaos. But every item I buy, I'm just putting all of my hope and intention and love into like, I cannot buy a blanket for 18,000 people, but like I can give this to one person and will it make one, like there are still crappy things going on, right? There's, they're struggling to get enough food. There's not enough metal, you know, as much as we do, there's just always a need. But like if everything we do can help someone and bring someone comfort, like that is all I want. And you never know, like I think about the long game a lot in, in all areas of life. 
that child that you gave a new pair of shoes to or that you gave a comfort toy to, that you're helping maybe minimize or support their childhood trauma experience, who knows what they'll grow up to be. Oh, I hope so. (laughs) You know, with all of these potentials, these kids that could then help turn this world around, you're, you're taking that what looks like a small step, but could be a really big thing for them. I hope so. I mean, I think we all have moments in our life where something tiny, some little word that somebody said, or one small act of kindness made a huge difference. And that person might never remember, right? That they bought our Starbucks or whatever the tiny thing was, but it made such an imprint on our lives. And I'm just hoping in the midst of trauma, there's no other word for everything going on. In the midst of so much trauma that we can do a few kind acts and that those will will make an impact. Yeah. I think you're doing a great job, Mama. Thank you. <laughs> it's a lot. There are a lot of us. I will say that a hundred times over because there are so many people doing so much. Yeah. Next up, we'll stick with Callie and we'll hear about her life in Germany. Because when you tell your American friends that you're moving to Europe, they think... France or Italy. But we're here to tell you that Germany is awesome. Roll the clip. So you just moved here a year ago, right? A year ago today. Yeah. A year ago. Oh, congratulations. <laughs> you survived a year in Germany. <laughs> the weirdest year ever, right? COVID. Year. Oh, I can't believe you moved in the middle of a pandemic. But oh I don't know how much choice you guys have in those things. We didn't have a lot, and my anxiety was really high. Now that vaccines are on, I feel a lot better, but I, mm-hmm. it was really hard. And then, yeah, if you told me a year from the day that this happened that we'd be in the, I think it's the largest airlift in world history, but they're not officially called. They're saying one of the largest until they get numbers, but yeah, I wasn't prepared for that. <laughs> no, but congratulations, you're in Germany one year, and then is it a two-year contract? It is three years, but we hope we hope to pull it out longer. So we'll see. Isn't Germany addictive? We love it. Right? We, people are like, I think people who haven't been here, they're like, Germany, that's kind of a weird one, right? Why not France or Italy? Italy. Like, you yes. don't know. It's awesome here. <laughs> it's true. I've gotten so many DMs from people saying, you know, Germany was never on my list of places to visit when we flew to Europe, but you've put it on my list. So I feel very honor yeah. that I can I just want to represent it well we've loved it so much and it's only been a year so we know a tiny pocket of Germany right I don't yeah. want to pretend that I know all of the culture or anything like that but it's we've loved exploring here even in the midst of a pandemic so that says a lot oh then you're gonna love it even more you know 10 years from now when we finally settle all this stuff <laughs> good god yes I like to overestimate at this point because I feel like at the start of the pandemic I was so hopeful and I'd be like oh yeah we can go visit my mom in the fall, 2020. Yeah. I think I did the opposite. I was like, it's going to be three years just to get my brain. I wish I would have done that way. Now I'm on like the three-year plan. Year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And lastly of the lastly, we're still with Callie. And we took a little water break between questions. And of course, we had to talk about American food. Enjoy. And then we'll do a little musical interlude, and we'll go to the next section. How are you feeling? Good. Good. Am I doing okay? okay? Yeah, yeah. You're doing great. I'm the one that's like, I have to clear my throat, and I've got a frog in my throat for some reason. 
taking a little sip of water. Look at this with our little tumblers. Yeah, is yours a Yeti too? My sister-in-law just bought it for me because you can't oh, get yeah. them here. Well, you can on base. If you ever need one, shoot me a oh message gosh. and I'll send them to you. <laughs> well, I've got mine now. I've got my Yeti. If you need American goods, I have access to all of them. Don't you tempt me. I used to have a student because I work at the international school and we get some because the Dodd school only goes up to eighth grade here. So then once they reach ninth, once they reach high school, they come to us, even though it's like an hour drive. Oh, wow. And so by ninth grade, I usually get a few army kids. And I'm like, hmm, can you get me some pumpkin, canned pumpkin? (laughs) (laughs) That's a big one. Our groceries, our off-base grocery store, our German grocery store here has figured out how to get canned pumpkin because there are so many Americans here who've requested it. Yeah. It's that and like chocolate chips, like real chocolate chips. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And then it used to be the ranch mix because I mm-hmm. like to mix it with Greek yogurt. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. We use that. I've convinced my husband to like put it on pizza and <laughs> everything. But the longer you, I've lived here, the more I live without things, you know, because I haven't had access. I think it would be different for you guys because you live with the, the base grocery store. Right. But I've just like for a long time, I've been here 12, 13 years. Oh my um, they didn't have a lot of stuff back then. Yeah. And so, yeah. Now Frank's. Frank's Red Hot is available now in German grocery stores. Oh my gosh. See? I'm shocked. Changing. Times are changing. changing. A big thank you to all my guests for sharing their stories and having fun with me along the way. Podcasting definitely has its ups and downs especially through a global pandemic, while parenting. But every time I step into my recording booth, I have the best time with these interviews and all of my guests. So really, thank you for sharing your stories. Don't forget to check the show notes on balancingcultures.com for more about the guests from this episode and their other episodes. While you're there, sign up for the newsletter for bonus content. And if you like what you hear, leave me a tip through Buy Me a Coffee. Link on the website. Thank you for listening. This was Balancing Cultures, and I'm Megan Kitchen. Mm-hmm.